Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Greetings to everyone joining us for a new episode of the European Hoops Podcast. We cover the EuroLeague and the top FIB events. I am Andre, and with me, our basketball expert, Dio Volent. Hi, Andre. Hi, guys. Hope everything is okay with you all. We are here for another episode of the European Hoops Podcast. Hopefully you guys stay with us and tune in for the rest of our episodes. Andrea, let us know, man. What are we talking about today? Today we preview the EuroLeague. We go over all the nine games that will take place on uh, this round. On part one, we will go over the first five games. On part two, we will go over the last four games of this round and also talk about some breaking news regarding the competition. We start with the game that will place head-to-head Fenerbahce against uh, Real Madrid. Certainly a high-level game between two teams with uh, big expectations heading into this uh, EuroLeague edition. Fenerbahce is currently in ninth place with five wins and five losses. Real Madrid is undefeated heading into this week. We are recording for full disclosure ahead of the game between Maccabi and Real Madrid. We don't know the outcome of that game at the moment of the recording of this podcast, but heading to this week, Real Madrid hasn't lost yet. And regardless of the outcome of that game, they will be in the first place ahead of this game against uh, Fenerbahce. I will give you the word by asking you, what are the key components for the outcome of this game? Well, uh, for Fenerbahce, uh, I definitely think that taking care of the ball is something that they need to do at a, at a very high level because Real Madrid is amazing on both sides of the floor and they have the ability to, to force turnovers. So uh, I think Fenerbahce needs to do a, a great job on that if they want to have a chance to win this game because obviously we, we both think Real Madrid is the more talented team so I, I think that taking care of the ball is a, the first big step for Fenerbahce to, to be able to compete. And then I think the, the three-point shooting will be very important because we know the firepower that Real Madrid has. And they shoot a lot of threes and they are efficient uh, with their vol- volume. So uh, I think Fenerbahce needs to do a, a very good job guarding the three and, and then be trying to be efficient on the other end. And, and I believe guys who will be key to that is obviously Tyler Dorsey and Guduric, because I think those two guys are the most capable of creating their own shot and getting open from from three. So I think those guys are going to be key there. For me, it comes down if Fenerbahce will be able to score enough against uh, this Real Madrid team. We know the size of the challenge that Real Madrid is for any opponent, and we know how hard it is to score against a team that has defensive anchor as Walter Tavares is. Fenerbahce comes into this game averaging 79 points per game. That probably wouldn't be enough for them to beat Real Madrid, as I expect it to be hard for them to be able to stop it, to slow down Real Madrid to a considerable level. So they will have to perform better offensively, Fenerbahce, on, on this game and on this particular matchup against uh, Real Madrid. But playing at home, they certainly will want to bounce back from the four-game losing streak that they are on. We can expect a competitive Fenerbahce, but they will really need to bring on the firepower that they can have, that they have the talent to have in any given game. They have a roster and they have the talent to be able to compete 
with uh, this uh, Real Madrid team. In terms of uh, talented players that none of the teams is short on, which ones do you think will be the most important for each side? Well, I think for for Fenerbahce, uh, I've mentioned Guderich and Taro Dorsey, but that was just because of the, the scoring ability that they can provide. But I believe the most important player will be um, Nigel Hayes-Davis because we know Real Madrid is a very big team as far as the size they have and the physicality. And I think Nigel Hayes-Davis is one of the few wings uh, in EuroLeague who can match that that physicality and that aggressiveness. So I think he's going to be very important for Fenerbahce in there. And obviously the guards, just because of the, the turnover aspect, they, they need to really do a good job taking care of the ball. For Real Madrid, uh, I think it's a consistent player here, uh, and it's Facundo Campazzo. Uh, I always think he's the most important player uh, for that team on any given game because he keeps them, he gets everybody in place, he, he pushes the pace, he controls the rhythm of the game, and I think he is the most important player for that team because he's just the most cerebral cerebral one. And I think that's going to be very important in a matchup like this. And from all of those elite players, which individual matchup you will be tracking closer? I would probably go... This is a tough one because I don't know if they're going to be matched up, but I think I would go with Nigel Hayes-Davis and Zanin Musa. Uh, but I believe Musa will probably probably be more matched up against Goodrich. Uh, so I don't really know. Because, is it going to be Azonia? Is it going to be Gabriel Deck? Uh, I think those wings there, uh, all of them, honestly. Yeah, I, I'm stealing all of the wings from you. So mm-hmm. you'll have to go with some guards or some bigs. Uh, but yeah, I think the wings are going to be very important in this game for sure. You stole all the wings, but you didn't stole my matchup because my matchup <laughs> is a multiplay against uh, Walter Tavares. I always get intrigued when the team has a more mobile big as Motley can be and going against Walter Tavares. Rarely it works and rarely Tavares is not able to impose his will in games. But Motley, we know how good he can be and he can perform at a very high level. Sometimes he struggles with size and with strength on the inside and Tavares certainly brings that. But uh, the ability of Motley to step up and to perform at a very high level will certainly help Fenerbahce to have a chance against this uh, basketball machine that uh, Real Madrid has been so far. Let's head into the next game, another very competitive game. A game between Monaco and Olympiacos, two teams that met last season on the Final Four. Two teams that are tied in the standings with six wins and four losses. Olympiacos is in a good momentum. They have won their last three games. What do you expect to see on this game between two high-level teams? Well, there's a lot of history here. Uh, I mean, they they faced last year in the Final Four. The year before, they, they faced in the playoffs and they went to five games. So... These teams have been competing a lot in the past few years. So uh, I believe both these teams want to win. Uh, probably outside of like the, the country rivalries, uh, this is probably the, <laughs> the most heated matchups that, that, we can fa- that we can see in EuroLeague. So uh, I think it's going to be an exciting one for sure. Uh, I expect Mike James to really be a difference maker because not only do I think he's the best player on the floor, uh, but I think the game will be close. And, and I, we talked about this a lot how Olympiacos lacks a go-to guy. And I think Monaco has a couple of them, especially Mike. So uh, I think this is going to come down to the wire and it's about Mike James being that deciding guy. Is him a part of your individual matchup for this game? It could be. It could be. (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to leave it to you to answer first, though. Uh, I don't want to steal anymore. (laughs) (laughs) For for this game, it, it will be a game where... 
the ability of Monaco to be consistent, something that we have seen them lacking at times, and it has been coming and going with them during this season, will be key because we know how well-oiled of a basketball machine Olympiacos is. And if Monaco allows Olympiacos to start imposing themselves and to to just be able to grind Monaco, it can make the game harder for, for the Monaco team. On the other hand, uh, it's not even close when we are comparing the firepower of these two teams and that clearly favors Monaco in this individual matchup. I think that Monaco have an edge on this particular matchup and heading into my my individual matchups in terms of players, it's John, Brown's again, John Brown against uh, Alec Peters. Peters has been extremely important for Olympiacos offensively and we know how good John Brown can be defensively and uh, he can be a menace against uh, other players and opposing teams. We saw what he did against uh, Mirotic and he certainly will be able to to have an impact on this game. If he's able to bring it and he's able to impact Alec Peters, it will give another challenge for, for Olympiacos to find all offensive solutions and that certainly can be very impactful for this game. What about you? Yeah, I think the logic is kind of the same for me. It's just at the guard position. <laughs> uh, yeah, because of Mike James and Thomas Walkup. Uh, you talked about how much John Brown will have to do defensively to 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 hold down Alec Peters with the way that he's been playing. And I think it's the same for Thomas Walkup versus Mike James. Uh, I think Walkup will have to to be at his most elite level defensively. To, to be able to contain what Mike has been doing this season, and especially in a matchup like this where I think Mike is set to go off uh, because he knows the history that's been here against Olympiacos. So uh, Walkup last year in the Final Four, uh, I, I think Walkup didn't score a single point and, and was like probably the most impactful player on the court <laughs> just because of his defense and, and his leadership. So I think this is going to be a very exciting matchup for sure. It's probably okay. the best. Of, it's probably the best offensive guard and the best defensive guard in the in the competition. It will be a very interesting game and can be a very tactical game on all of those aspects, and certainly will be a good game to tune in for and one of the the top games of this round ten. Next, we have the game between Maccabi and Alba, and just like with the Real Madrid game, we don't know the the result of the game between Maccabi and Real Madrid at the moment of the recording of this podcast. Maccabi comes into this week with a record of 5 wins and 4 losses that places them in 7th place and Alba has only won once and has lost 9 times do you think this is a game where Alba can steal a win? it's going to be hard I mean and Sterling Brown and Matt Thomas uh, have been hurt so I don't even know if they're going to play so it's going to be very hard for them to be able to get a win here against Maccabi Um, Maccabi lost the last game against Barcelona uh, now they're going to play against Real Madrid and that could be another loss. So I think a, a game against Alba would be uh, a positive for them to, to bounce back and, and to get a win. And I, I mean, it's a home game, but we know they're not really at home. But even though, even with that, I think Maccabi is obviously the better team and I think they will be strong enough to win the game. In terms of uh, individual matchups for this game, and in a game that uh, I expect to be a high-paced game, but where Maccabi has more arguments across the board to, to try to control and to dominate this game. I'm looking at uh, Procida and uh, Bonzi Colson. Bonzi Colson has been one of the, the most important players for Maccabi. Procida is an up-and-coming player that uh, comes from a very good game against Real Madrid. 
and I just want to see uh, two players going at each other. And this is a game where usually uh, if it becomes a high price game, as I expect it to be, there will be space for these players to, to produce and to show off. What about you? Which individual matchup you think will be key for the outcome of this game? Well, first of all, I think that that one that you said is a fun one, but uh, I think Bonzi Colson might be just a bit too too big in terms of size for Procida to be able to handle him. Uh, but I believe Johan Steeman for Alba and River, um, either Rivero or Josh Nebo, it's just that Maccabi has all of those bigs who can they, who they can use in the rotation. And I think Steeman will need to be very good on the boards and to be able to handle all that physicality from Maccabi uh, for it. Because I think he's going to have to be the... the. Uh, I mean, we've said this a lot. He, he has to be the constant guy for, for Alba as far as production goes. Like, he, he's the one that's the most consistent. And I think in a matchup like this, with all of those bigs and all of that size that Maccabi has, he, he just needs to be that key player for them. Very well. Let's go to Italy and let's uh, break down what we expect from the game between Milano and Jalgiris. Milano seems to have found themselves on the last rounds. They are being able to to use more options within their roster. It certainly helps when Maudolo has a MVP level performance <laughs> and plays at such a high level. And that certainly is a big component heading into this game against Jalgiris. Can the backcourt of Milano step up and perform at a very good level against uh, this Jalgiris team that has in Keenan Evans one of the top players of the EuroLeague. Salgiris has been struggling. They have uh, lost um, four of their last five games. They come into this game in 14th place with four wins and six losses. They are tied with Milano, also with four wins and six losses. This is a game where I think that Milano has the talent advantage, but it will come down to if Milano comes ready to play, prepared to play, and will be performing at the level of their talent because we know how feisty this Jalgiris team tends to be. And if uh, Milano doesn't perform at their best and they give a shot to Jalgiris to be in the game, they certainly will be there and will be competing to, to get this win. Who do you expect to come out on top? Uh, I expect Milano to, to win this game. Uh, not only do I think they are the better team as far as talent, uh, but I believe they've been playing better the, the past few games. Uh, and I just think as far as uh, mismatches go, I think Milano can explore a lot of those, especially with the front court. Uh, we saw last season when Barcelona matched up with uh, Zalgiris, uh, Miratic would always have a, a crazy game, like always scoring 20-plus, super efficient, just taking advantage of all the mismatches against, against that small ball lineup that Zalgiris uses. So uh, I think we can see a lot of that on this game, and I just think Milano has too much for Zalgiris to handle. Yeah, Miratic has been a nightmare mismatch against these Zalgiris teams. He's either too strong or too mobile against uh, the, the Zalgiris lineups. He is kind of the antidote against the, the small ball lineups. He's very hard for Zalgiris to guard and to contain. And I expect to see more of the same on this matchup between these two teams. Go ahead first and pick your individual matchup of the of this game. I mean, uh, of course, I'm going to go with Miritich and uh, Roland Smith. Uh, I think that's going to be very interesting. They were teammates for a couple of years. So maybe Smith can can remember a few of Miratic's tricks, but uh, based on last season, it, it wasn't really all that great for him because Miratic took a, took a big advantage in, in the post. Uh, but I think that's going to be the most interesting matchup. And I think if Zalgiris wants to have a chance and if they want to contain Miratic, 
I believe it will have to be with Roland Smith because I don't see the other guys being capable of hanging with him. That certainly will be probably the most important matchup of this game. Nicolo Melli against uh, Kevarius Hayes will certainly be an important one, but the matchup, the individual matchup that I will be picking will be Keenan Heavens against Maudolo. Can Maudolo once again step up and perform at a very high level? It will be important, not because Milano doesn't have other options in the roster that can um, can give them uh, enough offensively. It's because through the backcourt is where Jalgiris can have an advantage on this game and Milano being able to produce and to, to perform at a high level on their backcourt certainly will be important for the, the final result. Next, we have the game between Bayern Munich and Virtus. Virtus is third. It uh, plays some of the best basketball of the EuroLeague. Bayern Munich is, as we have spoken many times, a team that uh, is inconsistent and uh, struggles to find consistent solutions throughout the games. They always need to grind in the games that uh, they are able to to find uh, a way to win. They have won four times this season, have lost six times. They are currently in 15th place. Uh, Virtus is in third with seven wins and three losses. What do you expect from this game? This is a tough matchup, in my opinion, uh, as far as me picking with one side. Uh, I think Bayern has the talent and the pieces to beat this Virtus team. And I also think they have the, the firepower in terms of scoring. Uh, but Virtus matches that with the ball movement and the shooting ability. Uh, but my question here for this one is, who's going to guard Toko Shingele? Because if they, can, if they can contain him, I think they have a good chance of winning this game. But they usually play two bigs. And I don't know if playing a true big on Toko Shingele is the best option. They, they don't really have that forward that's like a, a three or four with some size to guard him. So I think it's either going to be Devin Booker, probably. Uh, and I don't know if that's a good matchup for Shingele because with his IQ, with his passing, uh, I think that's a tough matchup there. But uh, I do believe Bayern has the, the capabilities of winning this game, even though, of course, Virtus plays high-level basketball. So it's going to be hard for a team like Bayern, who is very inconsistent, to, to beat this team of Virtus, who, on the contrary, is very consistent. So... I think Bayern has the talent, but it's going to be very hard to beat this series. I lean Virtus as well. I just think that they are the more experienced and consistent team, and that will be the key word for this game, consistency. Which team has it, which team is able to impose themselves for longer periods of this game, and I trust Virtus at this moment to do it. The three-point shooting will be very important. Bayern has been extremely inconsistent on that aspect of the game. Virtus has been way better. We have seen that when Virtus struggled from the three-point line and uh, they did so against Real Madrid, they had more problems on that game. That wasn't the only one. But um, they, when they struggle to shoot from three, it's when they can struggle in the games. If Bayern is able to defend enough and to be able to somehow take that away from the Virtus game and themselves shoot better than they have been doing, they are one of the worst three-point shooting teams of the competition so far. That's the way that, for me, Bayern has a, a chance to be on this game and to compete on this game. Tell us, Jok, in terms of individual matchups, which one is the key one on this game? Well, I have two guys who are very, very similar, uh, not only in the way they play, as far as their impact on both sides of the floor, uh, but also the leadership and the consistency that they bring to both of these teams. And Nick Valerab and Daniel Ackett, uh, I think that's going to be a very fun one. So I'm going to go with those. I wanted to pick Bolmaro and Hackett, 
the youth okay. versus the experience. Palmar has been one of the the best players for this uh, Bayern team. Uh, from the young guards, he has been one of the most consistent ones, uh, game after yeah. game. And I think that this matchup will be important. But then I will go ahead and I'll pick the Shingeli versus Ibaka. <laughs> Size against uh, playmaking and high IQ, uh, different styles. A team that plays two bigs against a team that plays with a, a point forward. I think that the difference, the, the difference of the styles, and uh, even if they might not match up against each other constantly during the game, I think that that difference of the styles will be important for the outcome of this game and uh, will be important for Bayern to have a chance against uh, this um, very well-oiled machine that uh, Virtus is, is and has been during the, this edition of the EuroLeague. This takes us to the end of this part one of our preview. Tune in tomorrow for the part two, where we will go over the four games that are missing and also we'll break down some of the, the news regarding the, the EuroLeague that have been breaking on the, on the previous days. As always, I'll be talking with you guys soon. Bye, guys. See you all next episode. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.